Welcome back, Bolt fam, to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour Podcast, a podcast brought to you by Colin Appel and Miles Raruka. We are your co-host. My man, how we doing? How we feeling? The playoffs are upon us, and the Chargers have a playoff game. They play a playoff game this week, the first one in four years. How we doing? I feel like I sound like a broken record again, but did not expect to be in this position, let's say, eight weeks ago. But here we are, man. I'm stoked. It is playoff week. Um, New playoff jersey just came in the mail today. Um, And I just started school again this week, so this is really kind of getting me through um, this week. I, I just I can't wait for Saturday. I'm I'm nervous, but I'm excited at the same time. So I'm I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Good. Well, I mean, please share with us what what playoff jersey came in the mail for you. So you know, I had to do it. Um, number fifteen just happens to be my lucky number. So I had a ride with my boy Cameron Dicker, baby. Um, you know, I think especially like seven years from now. Well, who knows how long he's gonna be our kicker? Maybe he'll maybe he'll be like Vinatieri, and it'll be obscure after like. 25 years but I'm, I'm thinking like 10 15 years from now it's gonna be kind of one of those like yeah i got a jersey with the name dicker on my back um that might be the boldest take you've made on this entire podcast the fact that with as turbulent as a history that the chargers have recently at that position to assume that a kicker is going to be there in a decade but no i i i got it if cameron dicker I mean, it's dude. He he's been ice. Um, obviously, got to see it in the playoffs. So that's that's another element to that job. Um, you know, Nate Caden was great in the regular season. Statistically, historically, really, really, really good in the regular season, and cost the Chargers a couple of of deep playoff runs with some really talented teams. So um, we don't need. That's always a factor to it, but. We, we don't need that bad juju right now heading into the playoffs. I I pretty I pretty much just got it out of the comedy of having the last name Dicker on my back. Um but I you know he he's been nails this year. I think he's I think he's earned a spot in my jersey collection. So fuck it, let's ride. Well, yeah, I mean just the the name like it's a great that's just that's a great like jersey to have. Dicker on the back and it's powder blue, right? You got powder powder, powder blue. blue, yes. Yeah, so that that that's a that's a clean jersey. That's a, that's a great game day jersey too. One of my finer, and like you said, whether but the great thing about that too is whether or not he is the Chargers kicker ten year ten years from now, real fans are gonna be like, wow, that guy's an OG. Like, it, if not an OG, like a a legit diehard fan. Like, who remembers? Like, especially if he only ends up, let's say, like he gets hurt next year, and then like someone else comes in, and like he just fizzle, like fizzles out. And he was only here for a little bit and you have a jersey like that. I don't know. I, I I run into people at games wearing like the most obscure jerseys. I think we've talked about this before and it's just always a testament of, of wow. Like they've, they've been fans since that era or since that guy was playing. So yeah, either way, I'm, it's, it's a cool one. To it's have. one of my, it's one of my prouder purchases. Uh, I've been, I've been in line to be getting a new Jersey and, uh, Fuck it, why not Dicker the kicker, dude? He's he's earned it this year, so let's hope that can continue yeah, into the playoffs that's a good one. for sure. That's a good one, man. Um, I I think right before I went off on that tangent, you had asked me how I'm doing, and I am doing great, man. Um, Chargers, like I mentioned, they're they're playing a playoff game this week, so naturally my mood um is already at a very high level. It was this week last year that. We were coming off that devastating loss in Vegas, and it just sucks when the season's over because you have to wait so long just to see your team back out in the field, just to see competitive football. So um, I definitely, like this time of year is my favorite, but it's also bittersweet because, you know, things are coming to an end for, you know, 95, 99% of teams. And, um, yeah, it's just it's good to be on this side of it this year where we're not on the outside looking in and we actually have a, a game to look forward to this week. So I'm doing great. Um I woke up today and I, I was 
hoping it was Thursday or Friday, just anything closer to Saturday. Cause I honestly, I can't wait. I'm super excited. Dude, this week is taking forever, man. I don't know if that's just me, but it, it does not feel like we're recording this on a Wednesday. This should be Friday already. Like it, this week is just taking forever to go by. And I, I just think that's just the anticipation, the excitement of what's going to be going down on Saturday. So I, I think with that, man, should, should we get into it? Should we get into what's going down on Saturday exactly? Yeah, let's do it. But but before we actually get into it, you know we gotta address. Ask, what are you drinking? I I already know what you're drinking, and I'm a little disappointed to say the least. But let the let the listeners know what you got. Um, oh, what, what is that? I just pulled this out of my fridge earlier today. I got a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. It was sitting in the very back. Um. Did you, did you just lie to me? Yeah, I just lied completely. Oh I just had a bottle sitting oh, on my wow, desk. Sorry, guys. I'm 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 out of beer right now. I could have went to the store, but I'm on a college budget right now. I need some I need some of my bets to start hitting so I can afford some beer for this weekend. Um, I just got back from the gym. I'm just drinking a protein shake. I know it's boring, and I know that I sound like a broken record yet again for bringing up something that's non-alcoholic and pussy-like. But I'm I'm honestly just I'm staying <laughs> hydrated this week. It's my New Year's resolution. Got to cut down on some booze. Not saying you guys will never see me drink again. I'll definitely have a lot of occasions in which I'll be sipping on a beer. But I just don't have any right now. Um, you know, I was more I'm more excited to talk about this game than I was to crack open a cold one. I'll, I'll get more excited to crack yeah, yeah, open yeah. a cold one once you know, like five o'clock on Saturday rolls around. So that is what I'm up to. What are you drinking over there, my man? I got a good old ice cold Modelo, man. Modelo Especial. That sounds yummy. Made for, made for lions. I cannot lie to you. That sounds pretty good right now, but it's it's a it's an easy go to. I have a couple go tos, and and this is definitely one of them. So, yeah, um, disappointed. We'll, we'll we'll work on it. We'll get better at it, but. Oh, um, yes. No, man, all, all jokes aside, um, let's go ahead and jump into this playoff preview of the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Los Angeles Chargers. And, man, this is this is an interesting one. As many of you know, these two teams met up earlier this season. Uh, it was week three, so we're talking, like, late September. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long time since these two teams have faced off, and they're very different teams just in the sense of you know both sides have some new faces that weren't around the last time these guys uh you know matched up against each other so it's a you know it's an interesting matchup from the perspective of they've already met they've already seen each other but now you know it really is a testament to you know just preparedness preparation um who's gonna you know out scheme the other team out coach the other team and who's going to just come in with with the better game plan so uh that part of it i mean we'll see how it goes but um that's definitely a big big aspect of of this matchup but um i guess just initial feelings how you how are you feeling initially i know we kind of kind of mentioned this before we started to record but um what are your initial thoughts feelings about this matchup um you don't have to give me a prediction or anything like that, but just just thoughts that and emotions that come to you. I'm fucking nervous. You know, as excited yeah. as I am, I can't help but just as a fan to be nervous. You know, it's obviously it's a big game. Um, I I obviously want to see him play more than just this game this weekend. I'm not ready for Chargers football to be hung up for the year. Um, I'm nervous, but I'm also confident. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of, a lot of what I feel rests on the nerves of the health of one specific person that I'm sure that we will get into here in a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty nervous. I'm excited. Um, kind of still pissed after last Sunday. Uh, like I, I got a lot of emotions running through me when I think of Chargers football right now, but nervous and excited would probably be the two that I would go to. How are, how are you feeling, my man? Um, not nervous. I mean, I, we had briefly 
mentioned this before we we hopped on, but um, I'm not as nervous as I feel like I should be, and that's not a slight to the Jaguars or any, anything like that. I mean, I do think this game is going to be very hard fought. Um, I don't uh, – I mean, I'll get into it later on as far as like my actual predictions and, and what I think this game could end up looking like, but um, not nervous. I just – to me, this team has a sense of – you know they've they've answered they've answered the the call a lot of times this season when you know things got muddy and and things weren't necessarily trending uh, the right direction. They've always found a way to answer back, and I think I think that's a indicative of a, of a well. I, mean, I think it could be a, a performance that we see again this this week. So. Um, I feel loose and I, I hope the players feel the same way, you know, I, I, as far as like being tense and nervous, um, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of like, Hey man, like if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and, you know, if it's meant for us to go on a, on a deep playoff run, I'll be here with my pom poms every step of the way. And if something crazy, super charger-ish thing happens on Saturday night that prevents us from moving on, then, um, that's a completely different conversation and we can have it then. But as far as right now, man, I'm just, I'm just excited. I think more excited than anything and just want to see this team respond to God, they're getting just railed in the media this week. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. Oh, I know a lot of, a lot of fans including on, us, on Twitter and social media, including have. us, man, <laughs> we've had our own fair sure. share of yeah. Twitter railings this week. So whatever. Yeah, and look, I think I think this team has responded well to that those that sort of stuff this year. And, you know, any anytime there's been a, a significant bump in the road this season, they've gotten the the train back on on course, and 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 even picked up steam at times. You know, that we saw that in, in this four game stretch that they went on. You know, a four game win, winning streak, uh, winning four to your last five to clinch a spot and 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 be where you're at now so um we've mentioned it before it's been a crazy season lots of ups and downs and of course you know this last week continuing with a couple guys going down looks like most of them if most of if all of them should be back in some capacity on sunday so um yeah man just crazy season i can't believe i can't believe the playoffs are already here Time flies, dude. Time flies when you're having fun. And the season has been, maybe not, it's been a fun season, but don't get me wrong, we've definitely had our fair share of frustrations. But kind of like what you were speaking on, dude, it's this team, this team's identity is resiliency. You know, I I, I think we've seen time and time again, right, when I was, us as fans, we're going to count them out or chalk something up as an L, they just, they come back and do something that surprises you. And it gives you, it gives you that little bit, of hope and most of the time this season yeah. they've been able to capitalize on those kind of situations and i think going into the playoffs you need a team like that that knows how to capitalize in certain scenarios and that's the kind of team that we are so i'm not putting a playoff run i'm not putting a deep playoff run you know in my in my mind necessarily but i definitely do think that this team has the capability to do some special things come this come this postseason so but yeah. again it all it all starts with saturday so i'm gonna be it all starts saturday yeah and that's that's exactly what i was going to pivot to is it, it all starts with one game and and one outcome and like i think just from the way this roster has been built the way this organization has has built themselves to compete in football games like i I really do like the Chargers' chances, and I I do think the Jaguars are gonna put up a, a hell of a fight at home. That place is going to be rocking in Jacksonville. You think? Um, Saturday night, prime time. Yeah, dude. I I think so. It was. Did you watch the? Was, were they on? Yeah, they were. They were. Was it Saturday night this last night. week? Yeah. Yeah, it looked pretty nuts there. They had the towels going and. 
it well that's when they clinched so it was already a pretty big big scene so i mean yeah i think it's going to be crazy there and i love it i'm all for it that i think that elevates like i've always believed in home field advantage to a, to a certain extent but i really do think it jacks up the opposing sidelines just as much to see 70 80,000 fans just losing their minds you know i that's an atmosphere that these guys sign up to play in like this isn't preseason this isn't just a, a regular season to really shitty teams. No, it's, yeah, I, I think it's going to be pretty wild. The slate is clean right now. You know, it doesn't matter what happened in the regular season. That's that's all behind us. If, if we can go 4-0 to start this new chapter of this season, then, you know, we're going to be holding up a Lombardi trophy. So four, we got four tough games ahead of us, but like I said, can't focus on that. We got to focus on this weekend. I think it's going to be we're going to it's going to be a challenge this weekend. I'm not going to put it past Jacksonville. They're a very talented team. They they might be the second hottest team or they're probably top 2 hottest teams in the league right now with probably the Chargers. Um, you know, yep. two two young Definitely two young superstars going after it. Uh, I'm I'm so happy we got the primetime slot, dude. If we were playing at like 12 o'clock on Sunday or 12 o'clock on Saturday, it just that would be kind of a vibe killer for me. I would still enjoy it, don't get me wrong, but I'm just really happy that we got that primetime slot. And I don't see how you couldn't give this matchup the primetime slot with T-Law and Jay Herbo going after it. So, Hey, our last two uh, victories in the wild card round were both afternoon games. Just They were. Throwing that yeah, out. Yeah, no, you're, you're correct. You are correct. Last two victories, not last two games. Obviously, last two playoffs going victory. back to 2018 and 2013. Yeah, so that is true. But i I think that we're we're gonna be we're gonna be ready. We're gonna be ready to go come Saturday afternoon. So good stuff. Let's let's jump into the injury report because um, that's definitely been a, a huge topic of discussion this week for multiple reasons, and we can get into that if you want. Um, I've kind of decided just to put Sunday, this last Sunday, in the past, um, and forget about it, and, and choose to to be excited about about this upcoming game and, and the playoffs and, and all that good stuff. But uh, Mike Williams has not practiced yet this week. We are not one hundred percent sure what he's even dealing. With. I mean, we know it has it's it's for sure some sort of contusion in his lower back. That's pretty much the gist of what we know or what's been reported. Everything else is speculation, and um, you know, I've I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter, so I know it's it, people have their own opinions on it. But bottom line is, he's questionable, and in the most important game of the year so far, and it's just a bummer, man. It's like. I think buzzkill is the perfect word. Exactly, That's yeah. the only buzzkill about this team going into the playoffs. Like that's really it. Uh, Bosa is going to be fine. He's already back practicing. Uh, Rashawn Slater, that news. We can talk about that here in a sec too, if you want. That That's huge. You know, we're not going to have him this weekend, but potentially back for Kansas city. I mean, that is a game changer. So that that's really exciting, but yeah, then there's the you know unfortunately the the Mike Williams news. Um, I guess we can we can start with: Are you expecting him to play, and if so, uh, how much are you expecting to see him out there? I honestly like this week. I'm kind of going with the mindset that I I'm kind of tricking myself into thinking that he will play just. For the sake of easing my mind and not having it run through my mind 24-7, I've kind of gotten to a point where I'm just kind of trying to convince myself that everything is okay and 81 will be out there. But two DNPs on the practice report uh, yesterday and today just really does not look great. Uh, Brandon Staley, again, in his press conference for this week, said that he would practice in some capacity this week and does expect him to play come Saturday. But at, at this point in the season, I don't I don't trust anything that Brandon Staley says about injuries. Um, we've so many times, time and time, time and time again, we've seen him say, "Yeah, he should be able to be back at practice this week." And then it's 
you know, two weeks later and he hasn't touched the field. So I, I don't really know yeah. right now. Um, I, I think he can play. If I were to put money on it, I would probably bet on him playing. Um, cause we'll be just based off the initial report, you know, it just, it sounded like it was just kind of like a back spasm back, back bruise, something along those lines, like some, and yeah. like watching the play back that he got hurt on, like it's nothing, nothing really scary about the play, yeah. but you know, I, I think that there's, there's a lot up in the air right now about what's going on with him. You know, if he, if he missed the last two days cause he was getting treatment and he practices in some capacity tomorrow, then I'm not going to worry about it too much. But right now I just, I don't know, man, what, what are you, what's your money on? I think I think he'll be back and available. I I think he'll be active. I think if he's, yeah, I think he'll be I think he'll be active. Whether or not I I don't know yet if or like if he has any impact on the actual outcome of this game, which sucks. Like it's it's just shitty. Like let's call it what it is. And um, like I know the frustration has been. Look, this was totally avoidable. And, you know, I can get playing the starters for a couple of drives, working on some things. I totally get that point of where people are coming from. But Mike Williams got hurt on the fifth offensive drive of the game. It was, just, it was late in the second quarter. It was completely like, avoidable. That's the thing that just really pisses me off about the injury is it was so completely avoidable. And, look, they – like the smart thing is going to be like he's he's going to be active. They're they're not going to give out much, and I I get the whole gamesmanship, not wanting to to show too much of your cards. And look, if you rule them out this early, then they have a whole couple of days to game plan. Uh, so like there's a whole there's a lot that goes into this, right? So um, I I do think as fans, like we kind of have to understand that part of it as well. Like we're not the only ones wanting to know and and listening and watching. Uh, what's going on because it's it, this is a game of chess at the end of the day like this is just one big game of chess between two teams so strategizing and and, and having the best overall game plan is is really going to go far I, I i really think that's a huge factor in this in this particular matchup just with the fact that these two teams have played each other already this year and and the way the first game went down and the way the the two teams have had completely different seasons since that matchup. Like the Jaguars have, have gone on a five game losing streak and they've gone on a five game winning streak. <laughs> like we think we've had a roller coaster of a season. I think that's definition of roller coaster season right there. So um, yeah, you know, you'd love to have Mike Williams out there. That's, that's for sure. I think, I think if he's, and, if he's active in any capacity, I think he's, I think he's going to play his normal role. I personally think that. I mean, just have him out there and see, and just be like, man, you just empty the tank. Whatever you got, you got. If if you can't make it past second quarter, third quarter, then fine. We'll we'll take what you I can give us. You think that's part of the? They take that approach. I think that's if this was a regular season game, no. Being a playoff game, though, you know, I'm 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 thinking like, you know, Philip Rivers ACL game. Like we, this is going to be like the Michael Jordan flu game, but it's going to be Mike Williams. Back bruise game, so I wouldn't even be like I. I want him to be out there, but I, I I'm also not going to be. In some capacity, I won't be too. I'll understand if he if he's not able to go if if he's if you know. But I think regardless, they're going to hold him up hold him up until the last minute possible. That way, Jacksonville doesn't have a you know they'll, they'll have to scheme for him either way. So, um we probably won't know until 15, 20 minutes before the game on Saturday, but let's say that's the case. And they eventually just rule him out. Then that's, I don't know. That's not something that trying to try to find like the words that can accurately describe what I'm trying to say, because I, I won't be fine with it. Obviously you want him to be out there, but, um, I would rather I would I would prefer that over just finding out tomorrow. Yeah, I I agree with that, but I I also am not one that takes anticipation well. Sometimes, like 
I want to know so I can either tamper my expectations on what I'm going to see Saturday or, you know, the latter of that. So Okay. How about this? If if Mike Williams is not on the field Saturday, what, like, how do the Chargers find a way to win this game? What's... Uh, if Mike Williams doesn't find the field what, what Saturday, I think Keenan Allen's going to have at least 15 receptions. Um, okay. Now, I, not, I'm, I'm not saying that we can't win this game without Mike Williams. We definitely can win this game no. without Mike Williams. And then I'm just saying it, for what, the what, Chiefs Slayer game, but what would the Chargers have to do to overcome that? Like what what do you think offensively what are some run. options there? We gotta get our run game going. That's that's was one of my key takeaways that I was gonna bring up later. But if we can be two dimensional on the offensive side of the ball like we saw, you know, two weeks ago against LA then I think that we can beat anybody in the league. But obviously, when you are a team that has a young quarterback like Justin Herbert, you want you want his money man out there. You know, it's he's one of his favorite players to throw yeah. to him and Keenan. So having that one-two punch, I just think is so critical for this team. You know, we're four and zero this year when Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are on the field together, uh, and that it's just it's it's more upsetting right now just because the sample size that we've gotten from Mike Williams is already so small on this season. And the things that he's done with that sample size has been absolutely incredible. Uh, that you know, I don't, I don't want to take, I don't want it to be our biggest game of the year, which obviously it is, and not have a true playmaker like that out on the field. Yeah, I mean, he's we've seen multiple times this reason why he does for this offense, and he's definitely a, a difference maker. So, I ho- I hope we see him out there. Even in some, even in a limited capacity, if he's on a snap count, or we see him in the first half, and then the back just starts acting up, and he's not really out for the second half at all. Um, anything's better than nothing at this point, and I think, yeah, I mean, like you said, with it being the playoffs, this is where you, this is this is when you got to put all your 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 chips in the middle of the table. There's no planning for next week because it's not it's not for certain at all. Um, you know, and you don't, I've learned just being a fan uh, of this league for so long, like it's just, you do not look ahead because it only comes with negative things. <laughs> yeah. That that's 100%. Negative juju. Yeah. Speak. Yeah. Negative juju for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think even just labeling him as active come Saturday is going to be huge. Not only just for him. Being out on the field, whatever capacity that is in, but then, you know, then it's like you mentioned, it's a chess game and the Jaguars got to prepare a whole different game scheme based off of when we give those kind of updates. So do what, do yeah. what we do, what we got to do to win with what we've got. Other than that, all the other charger participants on the injury report were full participants, both yesterday and today, uh, Wednesday, the 11th. So Pretty much just Mike Williams. Other than that, everyone else should be a full go. Uh, interesting, interesting list on Jacksonville's side. They have a couple names that definitely stick out. Um, you know, first off, I think the big one is is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is on the injury report with a, a toe injury, and he was limited both yesterday and today. So something to keep an eye on that. I was not aware that he was battling a toe issue. Um, I'm not sure if he has been battling that or if that's something that just popped up after the Titans game, but that's that's something to keep an eye on. I, I don't think there's any way in hell Trevor Lawrence does not play Saturday, especially because he practiced in limited. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I mean, when, when I see limited, I'm assuming they're going to play. It's just it becomes a question of at what point can that issue – yeah, play a significant factor in the outcome of the game. Yeah, you know, if he he, can, he obviously he's going to be out there, he's going to start. But you know, let's say late in the first quarter or late in or early in the third quarter, you know, he gets sacked and and twists his toe or lands on, and he just he's done. Like you know, he can't can't go for the rest of the game, and that like that's that's huge, right? Um, or maybe not even that severe but maybe just it just hampers his ability to make 
make some plays and that ultimately could be a, a difference maker too. So um, something to keep an eye on wide receiver, Jamal Agnew also limited. Uh, he's battling a shoulder injury. Uh, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm expecting both those guys to, to be out there and, and playing. Um, it's just more of a question of how could it limit them in some capacity. Um, long snapper Ross Matisic hasn't pl- hasn't practiced the entire week. Uh, kicker Riley Patterson didn't practice yesterday. He was full today. And Brandon Scherf, offensive lineman, limited yesterday and today. Wide receiver Kendrick Pryor did not practice yesterday and was limited today. So that is your Jacksonville Jaguars injury report. Uh, highlighted by Trevor Lawrence, Jamal Agnew, and Brandon Scherf. Yeah, I, nothing really, nothing for me personally that I would really keep an eye on on that injury report. I guess, like, let's say Brandon Scherf, because he's, he, I th- believe he's like their best offensive lineman. If he were to like be a do, did not participate tomorrow, then that would change things. But as of right now, I'm pretty confident that all the names listed, it's nothing significant considering they practice in limited and. I mean, shit, I haven't heard anything about it. So I, I feel like if, like, Trevor Lawrence was dealing with a serious toe issue, then we would probably know more about that. So I, I, I'm not too their, – their their injury report is eh. I expect everyone on that report to play. So everyone everyone notable, everyone notable to play. So I agree. With that being said, let's go ahead and move on to – the keys to the game. Keys to the game. What what do the Chargers have to do on Saturday to earn a victory against this Jaguars team? All right. I could just go back and look at my keys to the game from our first run-in with the Jaguars, but for the sake of conversation and the sake that these are two totally different teams meeting up this time and the first time, I've got some different ones. So my first one... Uh, starting with the offensive side of the ball for the first two is we got to win the time of possession. Uh, keep the ball out of Trevor Lawrence's hands. Keep it away from their speedy receivers. You know, if, if we can be two-dimensional on offense and just, you know, grind out these 10, 12-play drives and, you know, end up with six points at the end of them, then that's just less time on the clock to put back into Trevor Lawrence's hands. Uh, so I, I think that's huge. You know, I think Jacksonville's defense is definitely – a underrated unit in this league but when you're going up against a, this time fully healthy Justin Herbert and hopefully all of his weapons um I just don't think that they're going to do a ton to be able to stop this offense uh you know come come Saturday so winning a time of possession is huge um you know you could go either way with that obviously we want to see explosive plays from a fan's perspective but you know, the longer that we keep it out of Jacksonville's offense's hands, then the longer we'll remain happy as fans. And then, again, like I mentioned with two-dimension, like we talked about earlier, we got to be able to run the ball. If we can do similar things uh, like we did against the Rams two weeks ago, uh, then I think this offense is going to be fine. Again, that goes back to, you know, it's just the physical aspect of football. It's it's just kind of wearing down your opponent. You know, if you can just pull off seven, eight-yard runs every single time you give the ball off, then that's really going to wear down those defensive linemen. That's going to open up play-action game. That's going to lessen the pressure on Justin Herbert. Running the game, running the ball, excuse me, is absolutely critical to this to this game. And then finally on the defensive side of the ball, uh, we just got to get pressure. You know, I, I you could say that for probably every single game this year, but we see what we what we're able to do with pressure. Kyle Van Noy, I believe five five or four straight games with the sack for Kyle Van Noy. Uh, let's let's add another one onto that. Joey Bosa back. That's going to be a huge help. Khalil Mack, obviously. Sebastian Joseph Day. If we can get some pressure, you know, Trevor's still a young quarterback. He's prone to some mistakes. Um, last year, he his interception touchdown ratio was horrible. Definitely stepped it up this year. You can probably attest to some more targets for him to throw out this year, but if we can get after him and force him into some bad throws, then this it's going to go really well for our defense. So that's what I got for you. Yeah, no great keys to the game. I do. I I had a similar one 
uh, to yours, which was disrupt, find a way to disrupt Trevor Lawrence. You know, I think I read something that he's, he's getting the ball out in like 2.2 seconds. Yeah. It's an insane amount. Or at least that's, that's how fast he was getting the ball out um, in the week three matchup against us, which I believe was either like a season high for him or up there, like just insanely fast, you know, not, I don't care who you are. If the quarterback's getting the ball out that fast, it's it's hard to get pressure on anyone. So um, pressure, but also just doing anything you can to disrupt his timing and make him feel uncomfortable. Um, so, you know, I I don't know how they can do that. I mean, I know, you know, the, like you mentioned, some of those guys been on the defensive line for the Chargers have been playing at a very high level recently and, Kyle Van Noy being one of them, Morgan Fox, Braden Fajoko, obviously getting Joey Bosa back is huge. So um, just really, you know, hoping those guys can can put together a, a solid performance and 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 disrupt Trevor Lawrence. Um, my main thing here, man, uh, when I was looking at these numbers, especially Jacksonville's defense, I did a little research, and it, it's an interesting defense. Um, it kind of reminds me of it's a very similar defense to the Chargers in the sense that they they give up quite a bit of yards. Um, you know, they're they're currently twenty-fourth in the league, giving up around three hundred and fifty-three per game. Um, so really on the ed, like on the edge of that bottom third tier in the league. So uh, look, I, I think the Chargers are gonna find a way to get their yards in this game. I think, you know. Justin Herbert has a couple couple big home run plays. Austin Eckler, uh, Keenan Allen, like they have the recipe there to put up yards on this defense. Um, this rushing defense, though, is really the anchor of it all. I mean, they're 12th in the league. The passing defense is 28th, which is crazy. Um, really bad passing defense. They're giving up about 239 yards per game. So, um, that caught my attention just with our offensive line playing better in recent weeks and having Justin Herbert as your quarterback. That that's obviously something that you would that you'd like to see. Um, but where this defense is a ma- what it's a master of is it's is bending and not breaking. As much yards and, and passing defense that they give up, um, they're almost a top ten unit in points allowed per game at 20.6. So they'll let you kick field goals. And and if you're the chargers, they're going to let you go for, go for it on fourth down in the red zone uh, with goal to go. Like they're going to bend and not break. So my, I say all this to say a huge key for me in this game is going to be red zone defense for the chargers and, and taking three points when you can get them. Yeah, that's. I don't know why I have a bad feeling about that going into this game, but this just feels like it's one of those matchups where, yeah, the analytics might say another thing and tell you to go for it, and whatever model they're using, like that, that could be the case. But it's like, man, three points against a Jacksonville team that the last couple of games. I mean, like watching the Tennessee game, like they're just a scrappy team. They can completely shut you down at any point in the game. First half, second half, um, they just completely shut down Tennessee's offense in that second half. And it was kind of over by the third quarter. I mean, Tennessee wasn't going to score again. So finding a way to put the ball in the end zone and get six points is going to be absolutely huge uh, for the success of, of this team on Saturday night. So, that that to me just just stood out, you know. Um, other than that, uh, so disrupting Trevor Lawrence uh, and um, being able to to score in the red zone. Um, I just coaching, like I said before, who is going to win the game? <laughs> Who's going to win this chess match between Brandon Staley and Doug Peterson? Um, I think it's one of the main reasons that the media has kind of been favoring Jacksonville in a sense, you know, Brandon Staley, especially today 
on first take, getting a lot of flack from Stephen A. Smith and and company. And um, look, I get that there's still a lot of Staley supporters out there. That that's it's not a bad thing, you know. Um, he's he's I think he is a good coach, and um, you know we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. But uh, the way he the way he coaches this game is is going to tell me a lot about kind of how this this franchise is going to operate the next two to three seasons or how, however long he's around. Um, and so I hope, I hope obviously the Chargers win, but I also hope that Staley proves the part because he took a major step back this weekend, this past weekend, and it was just a bummer to see because he's, he'd seen four weeks in a row. Really beyond that, you know, you could even argue that the Chief, Chiefs and and Niners games, you know, that stretch, they, they should have won those games. And just to be in those games with who they had out in the field during that time of the season says a lot. So I just hope he comes out and he's ready and he has a really good game plan. And I hope he outcoaches uh, Doug Peterson. I think that he has the capability to, I mean, we saw, we've seen him out coach, you know, Mike McDaniel oh, against sure. Dolphins. Yeah. We've, we, it, it is kind of sad how things went down last weekend. You know, I, I'm, I'm still riding with Staley for now, um, but it definitely did take us a few steps back as a as a fan base at a whole uh, with just some of the things that went on on Sunday. And uh, I think that you know it's like like we mentioned earlier, this is a team that just rises to the occasion. It seems like Brandon Staley does that as well. So, dude, I'm expecting a really fun game. I'm expecting probably. A, maybe a bit of a high scoring game. I'm expecting a real chess match going down come Saturday. And, you know, from, from there, I guess, like you mentioned, Brandon State has just got to do what he's done the last few weeks outside of Denver. Uh, he, yep. He's, he's been winning those chess matches uh, like we hadn't seen before in this season. So that yep. that is, that is one key, one key ingredient to this matchup that a lot of people aren't talking about. And that's the Brandon Staley versus, um, Doug Peterson, who is going to play their cards right. So come, come Saturday, I, I think Brandon Staley can. Do I have a prediction on whether or not he will? Um, I will after the game. So, All right, good, good stuff. Yeah. Um, real quick here, what's, what is your bold take for Saturday's game? Do you have one in mind? Because I don't have one yet. Yeah, I would I would like to see Justin Herbert just go out and have a vintage Justin Herbert performance. Um I'm talking, you know, not I'm talking just a complete game. Uh I, I'd love to see him utilize his legs, especially against this defense. Uh there's so much speed coming off the edge. Uh, you know, with Josh Allen and and uh and some other guys there. So man, I I think he's going to have to just improvise a little bit, use his legs. And he's, I, I just, I, I want to see him toss for four touchdowns. That's your bold take. Yeah. Four touchdowns. You know, I think, I think if this coaching staff brings it and, and Lombardi starts to kind of feel himself a little bit in the booth, you know, and, and dial up a deep shot or two here, connect on it. Um, you know, get a couple red zone touchdowns to Austin Eckler, you know, uh, Donald Parham, Gerald Everett, actually, damn it. That was going to be one of my keys, but I, I forgot about it. But, um, to me, those guys, especially if Mike Williams is going to be limited in this game, those guys have to step up a ton, you know, especially down, down in the red zone. If they're, if they're going to make a difference and put up points in the red zone, they have to get guys like Gerald Everett and Donald Parham. They, they, they just have to find those guys down there and um, they have to ball out. They have to get open, do their job, run their routes. And look, this team has so many red zone weapons, Keenan Allen, the, the big tight ends, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, when he's healthy, right? Um, they have to find a way to just cap off drives and like they do that. Justin Herbert scores four touchdowns. There's no way they lose this game. Right? 
there's I couldn't see a four touchdown Justin Herbert performance losing a game. So I could not see that. I, I mean, our our defense would have to like really charge her. But yes, I also. I mean, you're not. I don't think you're wrong. Unfortunately. So my bold take. I'm gonna go. I want to do something with Justin Herbert as well, but just for the sake of being fresh and not taking yours, I'm gonna go down the other side of the ball. I think this defense will combine for at least six sacks slash turnovers. That's what I'm going to go with. I think we're going to be able to get some interior pressure with how Morgan Fox and Sebastian Joseph Day have been playing, and that's going to really open things up for Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack on the outside. Uh, I think that those sacks are going to translate into some bad throws. I think that I think we're going to we're going to get T Law down a few times, and I, I think we're going to maybe maybe get a strip sack, maybe force him into a bad pass that gets tipped and falls our way but i'm gonna go combine six turnovers slash sacks for our defense that's what i'm going with okay so like turnovers and sacks combined will be over yes so like if they turn the ball over three times and we get three sacks that's six yeah i got you so i'm gonna go with okay no i I love that man that it's it would be great to see especially just given that the fact that this offense put up 38 on us last time out. So I would love that. I think it's, I definitely think, Let's it's, do that. I think it's really possible. And if, if both of our bold predictions come true, man, I don't, I don't see how we lose this game. Yeah. If both of them come true. Okay. Yeah. We, we have traps. Um, fact. So moving on here to the prediction, I want to hold off on the prediction for this game for a sec, because the other thing that I wanted to do for today's episode was do a first round playoff prediction. We got Miles, we got Colin here. Um, we're going to go through all of our picks for Super Wildcard Weekend that starts that ranges from ranges from Saturday all the way to Monday night. Um, and I'm really excited for this because I'm really interested to kind of see what your take is, what what you think um, is going to be going down and. And um, it'll be fun to look back, kind of do like a, a pick 'em style, and you know, on on mon- Monday night, be able to look back and uh, see how we did. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. Should we do this? You want to go game by game, or you just want to give? Yeah, let's do it. We'll start Saturday with the NFC Wild Card game because that's the first first game at three thirty in the afternoon, three uh, thirty our time. I don't know. It'll probably be one thirty on the coast. Uh, it's being played out in San Francisco. So we got Niners, we got Seahawks. Um, this is a game like I think it's cool that the Seahawks are there. They they got in week eighteen, and they've kind of had a, a roller coaster of a season as well. Um, another team that beat the Chargers. Well, both these teams actually beat the Chargers this year, so they have that in common. Um, divisional game. This is one I'm really looking forward to. I have to take the Niners, man. I I think they're a Super Bowl favorite. The only thing I can see them just or the only thing I can see completely just screwing them over is Brock Purdy and just the uncertainty of having a rookie quarterback trying to go on a on a Super Bowl run. Um that scares me, but I think they have enough there to to beat Seattle. Yeah, I I it, it's really hard to not go with the Niners right here. They're another team, I believe, started the year like two and three, finished 13 and four. So, you know, they're hot right now. That defense is nasty. Uh, You got guys like Debo, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk. You know, I I think, I think my, probably my high school quarterback could be under center and the Niners would still probably have a winning record this year. Um, Defense is nasty. Geno Smith, he ain't right back. But I think his season comes to an end. I, I got the Niners in not a very close game, personally. I think Niners win by at least three scores. Ooh, okay. I'm saying I'm thinking like like, like bold, not like, like not it. like twenty. I'm thinking like seventeen. I'll go at least two scores. Three possessions. At least two scores. Okay. I like it. Um, and we're gonna skip the Chargers game. But that's a, that's the Saturday night game. Obviously, we'll come back to that one. Um. 
Dolphins Bills Sunday at noon. And look, Dolphins have been sputtering for well over a month now. Tua just got ruled out today, which is huge. I mean, Skylar Thompson is probably going to be quarterback. Um, going back to what you just said about winning by three scores, I think the Bills can actually win by three touchdowns, not just three scores. I, I don't see this being a game at all. In Buffalo, Bills Mafia, they're going to run away with it. No Tua, no chance. I got the Dolphins losing this one by at least yep. 17. So Love that's all it. I'm going to say on that one. Uh, all right, so we're on the same page so far. The AFC round this weekend is very predictable. It's not – doesn't take a lot of rocket scientists to – really kind of have a, an opinion of who's probably going to win. And it, look, anything can happen. That's the beauty of this game and this tournament. But the AFC side is really kind of outside of the game we're covering chargers, Jags, um, nothing too crazy, but giants Vikings, that is the game Sunday night. Well, no Sunday afternoon. I, I should say three 30. This one is a pretty interesting matchup. Um, I've been watching the Vikings from afar most of the season. My um, dad's girlfriend is a huge Vikings fan. Shout out Peggy. If you ever are listening Shout to this Peggy. or if you hear this um, diehard Vikings fan. And it's just the coolest thing to see because I only know a handful of like actual diehards of other teams, uh, people that I friends or people that I know. So um, it's just cool to see that that passion, but uh, the Vikings, they're a tough team, man. They're a tough team to figure out. They Some weeks they look like they're legit Super Bowl contenders, and the next week they look like they're not going to the playoffs. Like, it's just, I don't know. They, they haven't been able to, I mean, their record is consistent. Um, I, I still see them beating the Giants in this game. Like, anytime you have Justin Jefferson, on your offense, I, I, like you have a chance and they have weapons too and pretty solid defense, but I have to go Vikings with, with the edge on this one. You know what the giants do best in the playoffs is barely sneak in and make a run to the super bowl. I'm not going to predict that much, but I am going to predict the giants W against the Vikings. Very different giants. team. Yeah, I know, man, but that's just kind of in their DNA. You know, Brian Dable's got his guys fired up. Uh, if there's one team that might be more excited to make the playoffs than us, it might be the Giants. So I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going to pick the Giants, you know, like, like you mentioned, the Vikings are just such a wild card of a team this year. You never know what, what kind of Vikings team you're going to get. I expect Kayvon Thibodeau to create some noise against a bad Vikings offensive line. You know, I think Jefferson's still going to have his, he's still going to have his fill. Dalvin Cook's still going to have his fill. Kirk Thuggins is going to have his fill, but at the end of the day, dude, it's, how can you not bet against white Michael Vick, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, um, Saquon Barkley, and co. I'm, I'm going to take the Giants, and I think they'll win by like three points. I'm going to take them by a field goal. Okay. All right. I like it. First one we haven't agreed on. Just because why the fuck um, And honestly, like the NFC, it, yeah, and, and NFC is just so, I mean, AFC is wide open when you consider – all the great quarterbacks and anyone can win, but the NFC man, it's just it feels like these at least these wild card matchups are a lot more even even keel. Yeah, yeah, I know that's that's kind of why I, w- I want to be a little different here. Um, NFC, especially that game in the NFC, is the one that definitely has the potential to be a pretty good game. So I'll, I'll ride with my G men. I like it. Um, that takes us to Sunday night, which is. Baltimore and Cincinnati again the Ravens dealing with injuries to the quarterback they are also on their third string quarterback um Anthony oh my gosh I'm blanking is it Brown yeah rookie undrafted guy so just a nightmare uh from a fan base perspective you know it's here we are you know trying to I mean there's some fans in our fan base that are upset that of how week 18 went. And, you know, there's even with the Mike Williams stuff, like 
we think we have a buzzkill going into the playoffs. Like imagine being on your third string quarterback and trying to get excited about anything. So I, I have to go Bengals for obvious reasons. Um, I think it's pretty similar to Dolphins bills just in the sense of one of these teams is a clear Super Bowl contender ready to win everything right now. And the other team is on their third string quarterback. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sets itself. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go against Joe Shiesty in this one, dude. It's. I think the Bengals win by two touchdowns. Uh, no Lamar, no W for the Ravens. So, like we mentioned before, these, these picks are pretty clear cut. I mean, you would think anyway. You know, this this yeah. NFL season has been crazy. Divisional. Well, also depending on how the wild card round goes, I think the divisional round is going to be a lot harder to predict. Yeah. But, um. Okay, so before we bring this train back around to the Chargers and Jags, we have the Bucks and Cowboys on Monday night. Um, still don't know how I feel about the whole Monday night wild card matchup because it means they're going to be on a short week um, going into the divisional round, but we don't have to worry about it because the Chargers aren't yeah, part of it. Yeah, fuck them. Um, yeah, because fuck them, that's why. So Bucks, Cowboys, man. I look, I, I, I am not a Cowboys fan. I don't don't like the Cowboys. I am annoyed that they have the following that they have. But I'm gonna have to take the Cowboys, man. I I know it's Tom Brady. I know it's a home playoff game and there's not he hasn't lost a lot of those in his time, but the Bucks just I, I don't know, for whatever reason they just seem to they're not the same Bucks that, well, one, won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and two, the same Bucks that even were out there to start the season. Like they, they've had some some significant injuries uh, to to their team, and Tom Brady's kind of had an okay year. I mean, it's still a good year, but compared to what we've seen and the standard that he's set, definitely a step back. And um, this Cowboys defense, man, it's it's solid. So I think the Cowboys are the better team. And because of that, I have to take them with a win. Now I think it's going to be close. I think just because it's Tom Brady, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some overtime late, late game drama, late game magic, but ultimately I got to go with, with the Cowboys. Death taxes and the Cowboys upsetting their fans in the playoffs. I got the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, playoffs um, at home, like you mentioned. I'm taking the Bucs in an upset. Um, I just it, Cowboys just seem to be a whole different team once this once this time of year rolls around. And you know we we've seen them play. We have seen them play some shitty football this year. They're they're kind of like the or the Vikings in my mind. I mean they just got they lost by 20 to the Commanders last week with while playing their starters. So I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to roll, I'm going to roll with Tom Brady and co. I think he's CD lambs better than uh, CD lamb and Mike Evans are pretty similar, but then you add in, you know, Chris Godwin into that equation, you know, Tom Brady's Tom Brady's got some guys that he likes to throw to on that team. And, you know, it's just, it's just, I think Brady's just going to be Brady. Um, and I'm, I'm going to take the Buccaneers and because the Cowboys just always piss in the playoffs, and I think it would be really funny if they do it again. So I'm going to roll with the Cowboys. Or, sorry, I'm going to roll with the Buccaneers. Great points. Bo- both valid points. Um, would not be mad to see Tom Brady win. Um, I just don't want to see him. Like, if he wins on Monday, someone's got to take him out in the divisional round because the last thing on earth I want to see is Tom Brady in another Super Bowl and mainly because I don't think he has the firepower to win one. So if he gets there, I don't think he does. And he needs I'm a, definitely not going to predict them. The Chiefs or the Bills or the Super Bowl, but even the Bengals, the I think it's, it's and for the fuck you, might be might not be the best matchup for the fuck you to Cowboys fans. I'm wrong with the Bucks. So. All right. Well, can't, can't argue with you too much there, but I, I, I see your, I see your reasoning. Um, all right, man, let's, let's turn this all the way back around to 
Chargers, Jaguars, Saturday night, S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y night. Who you got? I know who you got, but just give me an overall game prediction. How do you feel? What's the flow of this game going to look like? Uh, What's the final score going to be, obviously? And who is... Who's going to have the game when you play? Dude, I wish we were making this prediction knowing Mike Williams' status because that would change things. But still going to ride with our boys come Saturday. I can't say the name on here. Uh, Some of our listeners know why we can't pick the Chargers to win this game. But just know. Actually, that's it it did get broken this last week. So we can't Uh, just go back to it. Regular, you know, because it's like, hey, at least we know it's. You're right. All right. Streak is broken. Streak is broken. I got the Chargers in a thriller come Saturday night. Um, I'm going to go 31-23. I think it's one of those games, you know, let's say it's 28-23. You got 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and Justin Herbert leads one of his famous, you know, 12-play, 90-yard drives. Gives it back. That ends in a field goal, Cameron Dicker field goal, to put us up by eight. And I think the Jags get one last shot at the end zone towards the end of the game and just can't capitalize um, because of a big play by your first team all-pro safety, Derwin James. Um, I don't know if that's actually my prediction, but I, I think it's going to be one of those games that stays close, like like within like a few points close for three quarters, and we just pull away, maybe make it a one-possession game right at the end like a eight like an eight point game like one possession two point conversion kind of game and i think we get out of jacksonville with a win and focus our attention to kansas city but most likely kansas city i should say but you know i think i think herbert and co um i love your prediction herbert four touchdowns i think we're going to be able to run the ball efficiently and especially if mike williams is playing dude herbert could have his first 400 yard game who the hell knows uh, so I, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with our bolts. Come Saturday night, thirty-one twenty-three. That's my final prediction. Thirty-one twenty-three. I love it, man. I unfortunately do not think we will score that much. Um, I, I think this is gonna be a battle, man. Like I, when I, I say that, but I mean it. I, I think headaches and frustrations, highs and lows for both sides. High, very high moments, um, and then very low, like just momentum swinging. Yeah, I, I think we're in for a, a doozy on Saturday. But you know me, man. I'm gonna roll with the bolts always, always, unless things are just looking really bad. No, but even then, <laughs> I know we've picked against them a couple times this year, and it's paid off. But uh, that's the only reason I will now going forward is. It's just the whole reverse psychology, but I got, I got, I got the chargers, man. 23, 20 in a classic, a classic. playoff classic, a, classic. a game that we'll remember. And we'll look back on four years, five years, 10 years from now. And we'll be able to look back on it. Like the, like the Bengals game in 2013 or, or the Ravens game in 2018. So, um, and, it's another accomplishment for Justin Herbert. So his haters can go suck a dick. Yeah. I, I think Herbo, the one person, the person I'm least worried about going into this weekend is Justin Herbert. You know, he's going to bring his shit. Um, and I, I, I just think that this is going to be, this is going to be a statement game for him. So we're both riding with our bolts. Uh, we can say it now. Um, fuck yeah. Chargers are going to win this game. It's been weeks since I've been able to say that's go. So our bolts are going to get it done. And then who knows, man, we can, depending on what we see out there Saturday, who knows, maybe, maybe we can go on a tear. So we'll worry about that when we get there, but I, I have good feelings, man. I know, I know you're nervous, rightfully so first playoff game in four years. It, it shouldn't, it shouldn't take us this long just to get back to have an actual chance to win the whole goddamn thing. So it, it just feels to it feels great to just have have a shot at it. So anything else you want to add before we we hop off here? Just regardless of what happens Saturday night, guys, it's it's been a really really fun season. 
Um, and let's hope that we can keep this yes. thing going. So. Yes. Yes. That I can't believe it. We're, we're already on the last final, probably two. Well, we don't know yet, but last final couple episodes of, of season one of chargers powder hour. So it, it, it's been a blast just getting to try this whole thing out uh, this season. And uh, you know, I still don't think we know really what we're doing a lot in the sense of this whole podcasting thing, but we appreciate any, any and every listener out there that shoot, even if you guys take two minutes to, to get a little bit of extra chargers content, we know we're not the main source for really anything, but we're just, just uh, happy to be along for the ride and happy to be part of the, the bolt fam. So um, thank you guys for, for listening along. Make sure you follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at powder hour pod LA for all the latest news and updates about the podcast. Bolt up. <laughs>